Well, it's not often you get to say you're having a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on your show, but today I can say that Doug Cosmo Clifford, drummer and founding member of Creedence Clearwater Revival, one of the biggest bands in the world. He's back. He's back on the show a second time. And the band has a new documentary slash live show on Netflix. It's out now. It's called Traveling Band, Creedence Clearwater, live at Royal Albert Hall. And uh, we're going to talk about that. Plus, he has a new solo record with Bobby Whitlock from Derek and the Dominoes. That's the guy that literally sang Layla, one of the biggest hits ever. And uh, Doug's going to also tell me the true meaning behind one of Creedence Clearwater's biggest hits, Who Will Stop the Rain. All this and more coming right up. Welcome back to the show, Doug. How's it going? Great, Jack. How are you? Great. Yeah, it's exciting. So you you just keep on pumping out all the music. There's all this music from the vaults, and uh, the last one was Clifford Wright that we talked. About. That was a that was a fun thing. That was like an '80s kind of sounding. This is more uh, like I would say like would you say bluesy, soulful? How would you describe it? I would say that both of those uh, descriptions are correct. Yeah. So it's called now it's it's just this is technically under your name, Doug Clifford. Uh, California Gold is the name of the album, uh, but it features Bobby Whitlock, who, of course, who was the uh, co-founder of Derek and the Dominoes and singer of that. That's the guy that sang Layla. That's right. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. So how did you two hook up? Uh, well, uh, I was looking for uh, a band to to to. Uh, go forward with uh, post credence this was in like in 78 and i was at donald duck dunn's house the bass player extravagance uh wrapped up in gold and silver the best well one of the best bass players that ever on the planet so anyway we were chatting he says i i i know somebody he says, how about Bobby Whitlock? And I said, Bobby Whitlock, that, that brings a bell. And then he told me, you know, the, the, the story. And I said, well, why, why don't you call him up and ask him if he would be interested in, in uh, uh, joining me in a, in, a, in a band? And so he, he did. And, and Bobby was excited about that. And I was excited that he was excited. And, and so... Uh, he, he uh, drove up to my house in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, and we chatted and, and uh, got to know each other a little bit. He had his pregnant wife with him and uh, their little three-year-old daughter. And so uh, we just started right off the bat, started writing. Because huh. we we co-wrote all the music to this, just like uh, the Clifford Wright was the same situation. Steve Wright and I were the the writers there, and uh, so on and so forth. So anyway, I said, you know, we got some, we've got some nice songs here, but if we don't record them, we're going to forget them. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you might think you have the greatest song in the world, uh, especially when you go to sleep, you know, and you go, I, I, I'm a little too tired to get up, so I'll, I'll remember it in the morning. You don't remember it in the morning because you were right. asleep. So we uh, did some recording uh, in different studios around the, the Bay Area as we would gather the material, and uh, that's what, uh, what uh, California Gold is. Okay. Yeah. That, so then explain to me how you got together with Donald Dunn. Did you already know him? 
Um, because yeah, he's played on tons of amazing records and he's a, a famous studio musician. Yeah. He's a good friend. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, Known, I'd known him for a long time, and so we were close. Uh, I, I actually produced uh, two or three albums with Duck as, as my uh, uh, bass player, and uh, back in the, in the day. And so, but anyway, the problem that we had is uh, uh, it was it was really a good bunch of music that we were making, but. Duck got the call from John Belushi. The, Belushi wanted him to be a, a blues brother, and uh, Duck said, "You know, guy, guys, I got to take this. This is a once in a lifetime thing." And we said, "Oh God, if you didn't take it, we'd kick you in the ass." And yeah, you know, right. Of course, you have to take it. So that kind of put a big hole in, in our in our project, and. Uh, and then uh, some of the uh, the other guys said, "Well, you know, I, I've just been offered this, so uh, that is just finish it off." So I said, "Into the vault you go, boom, and uh, join your brothers in the vault." And uh, I have a lot uh, still in the vault that'll eventually come out. But right now, first things first. I've got to concentrate on California Gold and get airplay. That's what what the game is. Uh, if you're an artist, you you need to have people hear your your work and let them be the judge of whether they they think it's good or not. And uh, uh, so far, so so good. Everybody I've played it for has not only taken it and listened to it, but listened to it uh, several times. So. Uh, I, I think I have a winner here. Yeah, the songs are catchy. They get in your head. It's funny because I'll listen to, I was listening to some of it and then like I went and took a shower and then I come back and I'm like, wait, this song's like, it's still with me. Like it's in my head. I'm singing along to it. The choruses are very catchy. Really good stuff. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, uh, you have a, a reputation and mine is that I'm a drummer. And one of the well, we were number one in the world uh, in '69 and '70, knocking the Beatles off. And uh, by the way, we have a, a documentary of uh, the the show at Royal Albert Hall and in London. Uh, that's out now, and uh, it's really good. It's it got uh, uh, some uh, some of the funny stuff that we did when we were were. Uh, in Europe, like bicycles and riding bicycles in, in hotel rooms, uh, in hallways, and down into the to the dining rooms, and just stuff that twenty five year old rock musicians would do. Nothing. We, we didn't break any 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 windows or glass or anything like that. We just there's some bikes. No one will miss them. We'll return them where we found them when when we're done with them. And just uh, fun stuff like that. So uh, you might want to check that out. Yeah, I watched that last night. It's really good. And uh, I think, like you said, it's all positive. It's nothing negative. Because that is when there was some turmoil in the band. But they didn't show any of that. They just showed the fun stuff. They did. And that was the way it should should have been done. And uh, hats off to the label for for the job they did. They got some pretty good guys to... uh, uh, engineer the, uh, the the finished product uh, mm. uh, again using using the, some of the Beatles uh, people 
and uh, so it was. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited that we have that, and if, if this if this record, California Gold, uh, gets charted, then I'll be competing against myself with the other album. It's kind of funny. Uh, I told him I was going to do it because, you know, I waited 50 some odd years to get the uh, Royal Albert Hall uh, uh, thing done. And and uh, they would always wait till it was too late for Christmas. And I said, you can't mm. you can't miss Christmas. You, I mean, you guys, you're in the record business. It's amazing you can stay in it with, you know, by, you know, if you miss that one, you've missed. 40% of your sales, you know, at least. So, so I decided, you know, I've got this thing ready to go. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to get the thing out before Christmas, but they did. They, they did. Uh, I, I beat them by a week. I, <laughs> by a week. And I said, you know, this is a kind of a weird situation. You know, I'm putting a record out against you and, and I'm on both records. So. <laughs> So is it there an actual like record for it too? That because I watched it on Netflix, but you can actually buy like is there an audio version like a vinyl? Yeah, there is. There's every and everything, in, hmm. including uh, 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 audio cassette, video cassette, Blu-ray. Uh, wow. On and on and on. Yeah, there are many options for for the uh, doc documentary. And, uh, How did you? How did you guys get Jeff Bridges to do the narration? I know he, is he a fan because there's all those references in Big Lebowski about CCR. He's a huge fan, and I'm a huge fan of his. I haven't met him. Right? Yeah. I haven't met him yet. Uh, I mean, you know, we they ne never tell us what they're going to do. None of us were in, asked to come in and and help them or you know mix it, do whatever. They didn't ask John. They didn't ask Stu. They didn't ask me. And of course, they can't ask Tom, so uh, they just do things their way. But they have a, they're, they're, you know, they bought out Fantasy, the original label. And mm. Kraft is, is the label, and they're really good. And they also spend money on advertising. Uh, Fantasy never spent a penny on that. And it's, you know, cheapo, cheapo. And so these guys are a real, the real deal. They, they uh, come up with good little projects and uh, uh, we want to keep, have them keep doing the same thing. Is there more CCR stuff that could be released, concerts or behind the scenes footage or stuff like that? There is not. And we did that on purpose. Uh, we left nothing uh, in the uh, in, in the other other vault. <laughs> in vault. Uh, the, we, we left them nothing. The only th thing that th there was was uh, the the the. Uh, there was a, a film being made for television. And uh, that's where the, the footage from uh, uh, Oakland Coliseum came from. But Tom left the band. So <laughs> that whole, that, that just, you know, we throw it out and mm. put it out as, you know, when we were a quartet and, and, and now we're a trio. So, so that would be the only thing that was uh, left. And John, when he was negotiating his, his exit from fantasy, said, you can only put out one. Uh, previously unreleased 
record and that's in case something showed up and whatever well yeah. what showed up was the, the the film they were making for tv and they put that put it out as royal albert hall and it was and it wasn't mm. yeah this new one is the royal albert hall thing the new one is a yeah it's yeah. a real deal uh, you see the entire show uh and uh how we did it and uh and a lot of action and we're also playing in the Beatles house and we're there kind of like athletes, you know, we're there to, to, to show them uh, that, you know, we, we belong on the same stage that they do. And, you know, they, they, they had all the, the personalities and multiple singers and writers, and we had uh, none of that, but we had a pretty good, uh, uh, product uh, uh, band product lack for lack of a, a, a better word uh, we we made good records and uh, real rock and roll records double-sided hits and uh, things uh, you know that were right in the, the Beatles wheelhouse so uh, I'm I'm an athlete and uh, if you saw the the, 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 the thing, thing you, you realize what I'm doing to those drums is very athletic. Yeah. Well, your football background, too. I mean, that was like a big part of, a, you know, you coming up as a drummer, a physical part. Exactly. And, and uh, that's, we were a very physical band. Uh, as, uh, like I say, when you see what, we're do, what we did in, in Royal Albert Hall, we did that wherever we played. That's who we were. And uh, I, I was, you know, I liked the Beatles and I was a fan of the Beatles and I loved them. And uh, but uh, when 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 it's competition, I'm, I'm out there to, you know, to take home the trophy. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you said so there's nothing else left of the CCR vault. Now, what about some, creating some new stuff in terms of like a biopic, because that's kind of a big thing right now. Oh, they made the Queen movie. They made one for Elvis. Why not one for CCR? Like, wh how would you feel about that? Well, I'm not really sure. I'm sure that we didn't do that with, uh, you know, with the the the, uh, the 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 thing that we have out now. Uh, I don't know what the, really what the difference would be. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of a, a well, like a fictional movie, like where, where you have actors that play and tell the whole story. You know, you know, you haven't seen like the Queen movie in the you haven't. There's a new Elvis one. There was one for Motley Crue, The Dirt. Uh, I mean, they're really popular. It's becoming a really popular thing where they're making these movies about about all these uh, big bands. Hmm. Well, I'll have to run that by the label. Uh, see what they think. Uh, it's not something that uh, we would do uh, as, as a band because, uh, you know, we sure. No, they would just tell your story. They might interview for interview you for the story or something, but yeah, I'll somehow I'll see if they, they might be interested in that. Uh, uh, the, the, the problem with it is that if they did something like that, then I would have to insist that they uh, have a, our input in, in, in it because uh, uh, it's a different animal. It's not something that is, you know, we've already done and they have the rights to uh, mm -hmm. something totally, totally different. And I'd, I'd want to have something to do with it, but I'm so busy right now uh, working, promoting uh, California Gold. And uh, right now I, I also have uh, started my own record company. So. 
Yeah. So back to the California Gold, I was going to ask you about this. Um, so the guitar player, because obviously, you know, Donald Dunn, I looked him up and I was like, oh, this guy is massively famous, Booker T and the MGs. And then Bobby Whitlock, I was like, oh, that's a guy that sang Layla. But the guitar players, I'm not super, super familiar with them. D did they do a lot of other uh, work? Uh, one of them did. Uh, I'm, I'm not even sure about the other, other one. One was Michael uh, uh, O'Neill. Uh, I didn't really even know him. Uh, okay. I think Bobby knew him. Uh, and he played on the first sessions before Duck left. And, uh, and then uh, David Vega uh, played, uh, took his place. David Vega was uh, with the Graham Central Station, the, mm. the guitar f for them. He was a very good player, blues or, you know, blues oriented. And uh, so we had some pretty good uh, guys in that band. Uh, and, uh, we, we, we practiced uh, a lot and, and uh, got, got pretty good. And, and, and as I say, you know, things started uh, to drop off and uh, it, it was not, not to be. I don't know what would have happened if uh, everybody would have stayed, uh, but I think we would have had quite a few hits coming coming uh, out of that band yeah you don't you don't think i mean if bobby was bobby still in because if he was still in it was that was you and him were the core of the band right you couldn't just replace the other members well yeah he was uh, uh his his wife was uh didn't like uh, the the bay area and uh mm. so that, that sort of you know happy life happy wife uh and uh you know, it, it was it was starting to go go away. The enthusiasm, uh, uh, guys were in, in in places that they didn't want to be or did want to be, and uh, so uh, into the vault you go. Mm hmm. Does that when you have projects like that? That I mean, it's good music, and it's just for whatever reason, you know, problems with geographical and all these things that happen. It doesn't happen. Does that make you appreciate what you had with CCR more and go, you know, even, even, and then that CCR didn't last forever, but you know, it makes you kind of appreciate that, that short window where you guys were so big. It's very rare, right? I mean, just cause there's so many things have to fall in place for things to be successful for you to be successful in the music business. Well, at least for us, you know, being straight and sober, a hundred percent of the time when we were doing business what you did at home at, you know, on your own time was up to you, but we weren't into, into drugs anyway. You know, we smoked weed. <laughs> you know, now you can go to, down and buy it at you know at, at a dispensary. So uh -huh. you know, and, and not that much. I mean, you know, it was it was something to to relax by, and and uh, John John didn't do any of it. He. he he tried tried the weed and got got paranoid. So uh, that was the end of that. But that was something that we we uh, Stu and I and, and Tom would uh, uh, enjoy, at a proper time and, and place. So uh, if we were wacky, we wouldn't have been able to do all those albums that we did, do the tours behind those albums. Uh, and, you know, if you were in a band and somebody came up and said, 
you know, if we're ever off the charts, we'll be forgotten. That was John's uh, reasoning behind it all. And we were never off the charts until we broke up. So, uh, and, and you should never put a single out that isn't on, on an album already. We did the opposite. We put singles out in between albums because we, the albums weren't ready. But mm. Put a single out f from uh, the forthcoming album. Uh, so we would have uh, be able to be on the charts. Uh, it's, it's, it's just kind of a funny thing, you know, when, when John said that, you know, if we're off the charts, we'll be forgotten. I said, no, everybody is off the charts at some time. He says, well, it won't be us. So, okay. Uh, just so I know what, you know, what we're doing. And uh, uh, I'm on board to, you know, I love, I love what we're doing. Uh, nothing like uh, learning songs that are that are unique in terms of what was happening musically with the the, the other uh, guys across the bay in San Francisco. The the uh, psychedelic rock that was certainly not us. And uh, they said called us the Boy Scouts of rock and roll. <laughs> we weren't doing drugs. And, uh, and and said we were, you know, sellouts. We sold out to AM radio, you know, and, and, and it's kind of funny because uh, Spencer Dryden was the drummer for the airplane. And there was a 20 year uh, get together of, of the, at the Fillmore West when Bill Graham was still alive. And uh, see what guys are doing and just go into the old place and have, have a little party. And uh, I mean, we, uh, uh, we were doing that and I was talking to Spencer and he said, you know, we, we called you guys all those names and, and said, you know, you're, you're copying out, doing, putting out singles on AM radio. He says, we tried and tried and tried to had a single out we could never do it you guys were putting out double-sided hits and so it, it really wasn't that you were, that, thank you that you, Sorry. that you guys were selling out that you guys were successful and and putting out hit records and we couldn't we couldn't get close to it so what do you do we play psychedelic music and tell everybody how cool we are that's funny. Yeah. Well, cause it's probably a lot harder to write those melodic, um, you know, catchy songs. Whereas like the psychedelic, I feel like you just, you just, whatever you feel and then you make a song and some of those were really good too, but the writing a hit single is not easy. I mean, I've interviewed a lot of musicians. It's not something you can just do. Well, John Fogarty can do it. Uh, that's for sure. And, uh, and you know, but you know, we were there uh, when we were looking for songs. In, in between, uh, we jammed uh, every day, and there there were things in the, in those jams that uh, we all had ownership on and didn't didn't get the credit for it. But you know, the music speaks for itself. So uh, you know, we 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 had a good uh, uh, work ethic and. Uh, stuck stuck to the to, to the trail what do, what do you think i know john was the main songwriter 
but what did the rest, what did you guys, what, what bring to the band in terms of, do you think you somehow motivated John or something? Because it seems like when the band broke up, it's not like John went into this prolific solo career. I mean, he had some good songs too, but it wasn't, it wasn't the same. There was something special about the band CCR, in my opinion. There, you're absolutely correct. And uh, I'll tell you what, I, 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 I probably was, had the, uh, the most, uh, uh, opportunity to put forth uh, ideas because every, everybody else was a guitar player and John, that's John's instrument. So he knew exactly what he wanted from the, the guitar players, but he didn't, I'm the only drummer in, in the house. And uh, I knew exactly what I was doing and, and, and made songs better. Susie Q was a rockabilly song. I turned it into a quarter note dance groove. Uh, and then Born in the Bayou, which is my favorite Creedence song, same thing. It was a quarter note beat. I had a different bass drum pattern, uh, but it worked on the accents on the two and four a lot, the cymbal crashes. Uh, very few times did I hit it on the one and two, one and three uh, in, 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 in Bayou. I used a lot of hitting the the, the drum and 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 the cymbal at the same time it's it's a it's a power thing and it's kind of a, comes from the rhythm and blues and so i that was that was mine a lot of times you know john, john would would tell me to play a certain thing and i would take it home and, on, with my little four track machine and my my little uh uh sony cassette player i'd put it on on the floor of the, the factory when we would be rehearsing or or jamming and it would you know it wasn't a perfect recording and what that wasn't the point it, it gathered information of what we were doing and i would make notes on, uh, on the songs that i thought you know, needed help and or had to have didn't have anything at that point yet so so could you you'd make suggestions sometimes on like speeding the song up or slowing it down and that kind of thing uh not not so much that as as the the the, the, the patterns that i was playing with my feet the bass drum and and then just making sure that the, that that backbeat was where it should be and uh al jackson jr who was my idol and mentor uh, told me that you know you, you it's okay to to, to, to move the beat and move the tempo of the beat here's the quarter notes uh, and you know that's the middle of that of that note and but uh, because you're a human i said he said what are your what are your are your your goals i said i want to be a metronome he says why would you want to be a metronome? I said, well, that, you know, John says that uh, from time to time. Uh, and uh, so I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, get, get it, get him where he wants it. He never ever said I did it. Didn't, I never got, got any, any pats on the back from John. It's just what, that's not how he did it. Uh, and, uh, so, uh, okay, if that's the way it is, then I'm going to come up with ideas and, and, uh, and that make sense to me. Perfect example. Huh. 
perfect example. Who will stop the rain? Who will stop? Oh, I love that song. Well, listen to next time you listen to it. Listen to what the drums are doing. Uh, the, all of that was unhated. It and. Uh, uh, in the end, I won out. I said, you know, this it's just an ordinary song. It doesn't, it's, it's not something that that we we would do, you know. Uh, kind of a ballad, but uh, but but not. So I came up with a, a sort. It's not a, a, a triplet like a that 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 that, but it's it's, it's kind of triplet based. I got it from that. Uh, got it from uh, listening to some uh, some R&B stuff. And then uh, there, there's a fill after that that break that's part of the fill. Uh, so listen to what's happening, especially going into the chorus and during the chorus. All of that, all of that was John out and John said, don't, don't play it, don't play it. And, and uh, I says, I'm, I'm playing it. <laughs> it's, uh, every once in a while, you gotta stand up, you know? Yeah. Is that song now? I heard that song was about how the band was kind of achieving all the success, but there was all this inner turmoil at the same time. Well, uh, what the, John was saying in the, in the interviews was that it was the reign of Richard Nixon. It's not rain, huh. as in water coming from the sky. It, wow! It was a a, a reign of a, a, a pretty crappy leader. And uh, then, he, and he, he for years was didn't like Woodstock. We weren't weren't in the movie. We weren't in the records that followed it. He th threatened to sue the label, which happened to be his label, <laughs> Warner Brothers. And then that, then he somehow had a change of heart, and he now he has a Volkswagen painted up. And, and he says that uh, he, after he came back from Woodstock, he wrote "Who Will Stop the Rain." So that's a <laughs> that ain't what I, that ain't what he was saying originally. So hmm, interesting. Yeah, so many so many hit songs, uh, so many so many memories. Some some good, some bad. But uh, I mean, it's such a legacy that that the band has left behind. Well, you know, you you, you brought this up. Uh, uh, you know, we had uh, ten, at least ten, uh, uh, hits, top ten singles, in a in a very short period of time. We put out yeah. three albums in 1969, uh, and uh, then uh, when John went out solo in 40 years, if more than that now, as a solo artist, he's had two top ten singles. And, uh, and we did it in, in like a, a three-year period, and he's had all, all those years after he got rid of the guys that were holding him back. <laughs> Is that what he said? He said you guys were holding him back. Well, that's uh, it, it, it. It was it was implied. Yeah, that's tough. But uh, I mean, yeah, the, the the music will stay there forever. So you have that, and then now you've created all this new stuff, and and the California Gold record. It's out now. It's on Spotify. It's on. Um, can people get a, a physical copy of that one as well? 
Uh, yeah, you you can. It's, we don't have the the, the uh, CDs yet, but they're huh. going to be made. But you can pre-order uh, one, so when as soon as they're ready, you you will you'll have it. I like I like CDs myself, uh, but right now the only way you can get it is and and play it immediately is is download it. Okay, yeah, it's great stuff. Like I said, bluesy, soulful. If people like that kind of music, so you said you are trying to get airplay. Is it is it playing on the blues stations, or where, where are you trying to get it played? Well, anywhere that'll that'll play it. There are there are oldies. If I, I don't like that, it makes me sound old. Well, I <laughs> what am I saying? Uh, but uh, uh, oldies stations, uh, hard rock stations. Uh, there are formats that will fit the, the bill for this record. And I'm just trying to get get people that uh, are involved with the stations I mentioned and the stations that would be willing to uh, to put it on their playlist. Uh, if you get on a playlist and you, you get played and, and people hear it, that's the only way that people can make a, a judgment on on the record and, and we, we want want to buy it or want to stream it or whatever uh and have it have it around it's a very uh you know i think it's one bobby's best vocals and i have to uh, you know I, as a producer you want the best from your guys well i had the best guys but bobby's voice wasn't uh as strong as i wanted it to be and uh so i made him quit smoking cigarettes <laughs> really i didn't know that oh yeah i made him quit smoking cigarettes and and two weeks after you could notice the difference and he liked like that it made it easier easier to, for him to quit and um and uh, uh then after that i i got him to run I, I was a, I would run every day and then work out uh, with weights, light weights. I said, I, you don't have to use the, the weights if you don't want to, but you have to use the legs because that's connected to your to your heart and connect, connected to your wind. And uh, it's going to make you a, a better singer. And man, oh man. And when you're a, a singer and and you made this change, big change in, in, in that affects your in, instrument, which is your vocal cords. Uh, it's a get off, man. And he was he was getting off. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm gonna have to go back and listen now to Derek and the Dominoes and compare how his voice sounds. Because yeah, well, I was kind of blown away the, by the vocals. It was very the range is very. It's just like I mean, I can't even imitate it because I'm a terrible singer. But I was I was blown away how good the vocals sound. He, yeah, he 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 really did a good job on this record, uh, no question about it. Every everybody did really, uh, but uh, you know when your lead singer is killing it, uh, man, that, you you get mileage that way. Mm -hmm. That sure helps. So what's next? Is there more projects in the vault that will be uh, released later? There there are, and, but I'm in no uh, rush to get them out. We're just starting to get get the. California gold out uh, and we won't want to get it in, in places where it's easily accessible and as you say some hard copies uh, get the get the CDs out and uh, 
It'll also be in vinyl. Uh, and uh, you know, vinyl has made a comeback. It's kind of, kind of interesting. I don't. Mm-hmm. I can't stand. I can't stand vinyl because I ruined a lot of records. You know, p- putting the needle down uh, on a, on on a record because there, there were, in that portion of of the record was something I wanted to hear. Uh, more than likely, I was borrowing it from whomever. You know, oh. professionals don't steal they borrow <laughs> and, uh, and it's true you know it, it, it's 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 a it's a free art as long as you're not stealing a song note for note uh, but you know maybe you know drum fills i used to listen to the r&b stations when i was 13 14 and listen to the fills that the drummers were were, were, were using yeah. Did you have, did any of the big Credence hits have stolen drum fills? Not really. Oh. Uh, uh, we less is best uh, was our motto, but uh, the one the one song where I really just loaded it up was uh, "Who Will Stop the Rain," and uh, it really makes that song alive. It really makes a big difference. You have the opportunity to have a Credence uh, tape around or, or CD around, listen to that song. And uh, none of that was in there when when we learned the song and I, and I went home and did my homework and came back and the next time we played it, I, I put it in there and I said, don't, don't put it on all those drums. I said, it makes a difference. And uh, I, I, I stuck in there. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to re-listen to that one. Um, Okay, so yeah, so the, the California Gold is out now. The 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 film, uh, what is it? Does it have a title? The Netflix documentary, the Royal Al- is it just called Royal Albert Hall Show? It, it's uh, Credence uh, Live at Royal Albert Hall. Okay, yeah, it's on Netflix, or people can get uh, like you said the other different versions of it, uh, vinyl or DVD or audio or whatever. So. There's those two things, and there's more coming. And then I always end each episode with uh, promoting a charity. I think last time you were here, you promoted the Juvenile Diabetes Research Fund. Do you want to promote that one again? Yeah, I do, um, because we have a, a song that was uh, we made a Christmas album with several people, several acts, and uh, Credence Clearwater Revisited uh, has a, the Chuck Berry song on there and it's a, it was we did it at a sound check uh with just a two track <laughs> tape and the, all the stuff that you're listening to by the way including california gold they're they're two track masters i don't know what, what happened to the multi-tracks they disappeared huh. uh, so any and everything that we did russell the shield uh, was is the guy with the technical skills. Uh, I told him what I wanted to, done, uh, and uh, he he could do it uh, and do it, you know, with with finesse. So uh, all those things were 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 mixed. I had mixed them and with the idea the next thing would be mastering, but it, they didn't get out of the vault. So. They've, mm. they've been mastered now, and, and we we did do some things, and uh, but all all of the the, the Clifford Wright, uh, that's another one. They're all the two track masters, uh, and then 
revamped as best you can with just two tracks. And I wanted the snare drum up uh, in volume, for example. I had to find the, the uh, exact frequency that that snare drum is, mm. and then boost it up a little bit, and then so that the level of it comes up, and also use compression. Ever, but but the problem with that is there are other things that are in that frequency that don't, may not necessarily. Uh, would you want to have it any louder than it is maybe even the other way around so yeah that was a game we played russell and i you know let's find what we, we need to, to boost and, and and then see how it affects other things on the record so we <laughs> it's a funny way to do do it but that's your only source is uh, the two track and that's what you have to work with. Gotcha. Okay, well, thanks so much, Doug. I will put the links in the show notes and people can get the album out now and uh, check out the movie and uh, we'll look forward to more music. I appreciate it, Chuck. Okay, thanks so much. See you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you again to Doug. It's always nice to chat with him and hear stories about one of the biggest bands in the world. Uh, so check out that new Credence documentary on Netflix and also check out Doug's new solo record with Bobby Whitlock. It's titled California Gold. I appreciate all your support with the show. Thank you for listening. Make sure you're following us on social media and are subscribed so that you'll be the first to know of future episodes. We have some very exciting guests lined up that I can't wait for you to hear. In the meantime, have a great rest of your day and remember to shoot for the moon. Shoot for the moon.